Thanks for joining me. We're going to be talking today about my new record, Mains, out now on Ropadope. Really excited about this record. Um, it, was a, it was a pandemic record. There's probably a lot of pandemic records coming out this year. But uh, yeah, mine was largely created during the pandemic and uh, it was kind of my silver lining to the whole thing. Uh, just dove right into this record. It's very much a solo project. There are some guests, but it's pretty much just me on the record. It's a full-length album. It's the follow-up to Small Plates. This is an electronic album in the sense that it's all premeditated to a certain degree. However, it's very much influenced by playing live music and, more importantly, improvised live music. The album starts with a with the sound check. The intro, to me, is so important because it kind of lets you into the lifestyle of what it's like to be a musician who's, you know, not playing major stadiums, but making music with a lot of conviction. In, in New York or LA or Paris or any of these places where you got these smaller clubs, there's this thing where, you know, you'll show up and the band is literally getting on, getting on the stage and plugging in their instruments, testing the snare out, tuning it up. And you could think on one hand, that's kind of whack. And it's like, you'd rather just show up and hear them play after they've had a nice sound check and a five-star meal. But there's something invigorating and something kind of that adds to the energy when you just show up in a town or a place or a venue and you got to pull up, plug your instrument and play and play well. And so having done that a lot in my life and especially with my trio and with bands like Lesson GK, you know, that this is more on that tip and I wanted you to feel that. So obviously you can Click ahead on the record, but it's supposed to invite you in in a weird way. Um, obviously, all the drums are programmed. Um, that's another thing during the pandemic. For like a week or two, I remember I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make all my own drum samples and I'm going to use them on my record. So here, like this hi-hat loop. That's just a, me playing a ZBT hi-hat, which is a real trash, cheap hi-hat. Sounds pretty cool if you ask me through an SM57. In my studio, I just sat there for days making these loops and samples to a point that uh, I did them at all these different BPMs and uh, processed them differently. So I could just literally drop them into my productions and have what I'm looking for, because I know what the feel is supposed to be. So uh, that was definitely one fun part of making the record is creating all these loops and samples and then using them in the compositions. Even stuff like uh, creating my own 808 style claps. Synthesizing those with serum and then recording it and processing it. I have a uh, piccolo snare from when I was a kid that my dad bought me when I was like 10 years old because I was into piccolo snares in the 90s. But I still have that and I use that to make a lot of these samples. 
As you can see over here, I have this wonderful vintage OBXA. It's the synth that actually got me into synthesizers. Uh, I was on a session in New York at Fab DuPont studio. Up until that point, I'd only really been playing like piano, mostly piano, and like Rhodes if I was feeling adventurous, or you know, I had like a, I had a mini synth that I could bring to gigs to, to, to get by. But the OBXA opened up the world of synthesis to me and how deep it is and how beautiful it can be. There's something special about the old analog synthesis. It's it's more like playing a piano actually, because it's a living and breathing instrument. To a point that <laughs> there's actually a moment in this song you'll hear uh, where it glitches out. <laughs> yeah, so that that was not me messing around with it. That was that was a fritzy moment. I was like, all right, cool, let's use that. Maybe I can get a pedal that does that. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing I love is pedals. Pedals that cause glitch, that cause that real life pain. The reason it can be soulful and sound cool is because it's emulating the problems of being an imperfect human. First off, say this was the first single from the record, uh, right now, and um, the production was very much inspired by a really wonderful producer from Australia named Maxwell. Maxwell put out a record a few years ago called Beats Volume 1. Not only is the playing and production on it incredible and just soulful and full of feeling and texture and nuance, all that, but it also, to me, is a milestone in the way that beat music is put together. It really helped pull me out of a rut. The way that he contrasts material A section, B sections, and does transitions, and always is doing something to keep the ear very interested. Also, big inspiration is Zapp and Roger, and then playing with my band, The Lesson GK, also huge inspiration for this track. Um, since you already heard a little bit of it, I'll just play you some of the outro. <laughs> Thank you. 
thing that's really interesting here that you'll see this says temporary synth solo. This happens a lot where you're like, all right, I definitely want to have a solo here or whatever. And then you just write, you know, temporary or scratch on the track. And then you come back and you try to redo it. You're like, oh, I'm going to do it better. <laughs> and then what do you know? The first thing you played was actually the dopest. So I love it when I see in my final mixes that it says temporary and it's the one that got printed. started out as an Instagram video or Instagram beat as I call them. It's interesting with Instagram. For me, I kind of had a, a bizarre evolution with putting stuff out on Instagram in the sense that when I first started my account, I was really trying to push another project. And, uh, but for some reason, I just started posting some videos of me jamming out onto some beats or just playing some chords or whatever. And I started getting views and attention on the, these videos and not that that should ever tell you what you should be doing artistically, but I was finding that I was having a lot of fun making these videos because I just make a beat or a sketch of an idea, put it up, put it out, put it out into the world. And uh, because there was a video component to it, I wasn't as concerned per se about like making sure that the mix was perfect or making sure that every single element of what I was doing was perfect. It was just, hey, here, I'm making this right now. I'm in the moment. This is what I made. See if you like it. I had fun making it. And I found that it actually was very influential on the way I was putting together material because I found myself getting bogged down when I would or try to make full-fledged arrangements or songs, I was like, why can't I have that same type of immediacy with the arrangements I'm trying to make on Ab in Ableton for full songs? I started realizing, hey, I should take these ideas that I'm making really quickly and turn that into an arrangement by means of <laughs> the brain rather than the heart, because the heart is the part that's creating the material. The brain is dictating how things work together. So uh, yeah, this song started as an Instagram beat put it out, people seem to like it, and then I was like, you know what, I really like this one too, I'm gonna turn this into a track for my album. inspiration from that is, you know, Miles Davis, love Miles, love the whole 60, late 60s stuff with Herbie, Bitches Brew, all that. Just so vibey, so much feeling, even when it's just one harmony. You know, when we're coming up, 
it's great to transcribe, especially like, you know, jazz world, it's always like, oh, do who, you know, transcribe, transcribe, transcribe. But in the production world and synth land, it's the same thing. Like, to me, transcribing this sound from Kate Trinata, that's the same thing as me transcribing like a lick from Dexter Gordon or something like that. It's like transcribed sounds. It's the same thing as transcribing lines like on the piano or on the, the horn. You know, and you pull in these different sounds and all of a sudden you have a library that's distinctly yours. As I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a big foodie. It's interesting how, to me, after a long day in the studio, when I go to cook dinner, it's a big switch and it's a it's a it's a yin to the yang. But the process is so similar that if I've been creative all day in the studio and I go into the kitchen, I, I kind of bring some of that that studio creativity with me. <laughs> My man Lenny the Ox Reese on the drums. Lenny is one of my greatest friends and collaborators. Uh, he's uh, been a tremendous influence on my musicianship and what I value in music. I love the way he solos. The way he's developed the instrument is just incredible. I love his feel. presentation on my record. Um, I had a great time making it. I really look forward to bringing this music out on the road and performing live. Hope to see you out there in person one of these days sometime soon. Thanks for watching.